The gods gave us many gifts. One day you'll know them all. This is where we keep them. It's beautiful. Who would build it? Only the fiercest among us even could. And that is not you, Diana. You will train her harder than any Amazon before her. Five times harder. Ten times harder. Never let your guard down. You expect the battle to be fair. Until she is better than even you. But she must never know the truth about what she is. sacred duty to defend the world. Right. Whoever you are, you are in more danger than you think. Be careful, Diana. If no one else will defend the world, then I must. Welcome to jolly old London. It's hideous. Yeah, it's not for everybody. Sit back. Or maybe not. Anything else you want to show me? What are you? I am Diana of Themyscira, daughter of Hippolyta. In the name of all that is good, your wrath upon this world is over. Yep, that's not gonna work. Put, please put the sword down. It doesn't go with the outfit. At all. the Suicide Squadcast. This is the DC Universe podcast where we discuss the DC Extended Universe movies and TV shows. Yeah, we're big fans of what DC Comics is doing on the big and small screens, and we want to make sure we talk all about it. So thanks for joining us tonight, and let's get started. My name is Tim. And I'm Scott, and we are the Suicide Squadcast. So Tim, you were in San Diego, man. Yeah, I got to. Like, you didn't bring me along? Really? <laughs> well, you know, it was uh, it was unfortunately for work and not for pleasure, but, you know, I did get to, you know, I was actually parked right next to the, the convention center where San Diego Comic Con is and I could actually look at right through the windows and see Hall H and all that and it was kind of unfortunate. It's the closest I'm going to get to Comic Con this year or ever. Uh, I wouldn't say ever, but okay. you know there might be something in the works. But you know I think maybe at least this year it's it's not going to happen. Yeah. But yeah, I mean San Diego is just a beautiful city. I really enjoyed it. It's my first time there and uh, got to walk along the the bay there. And I know we've got some listeners that kind of reached out to me uh, once they knew I was out there. And sorry I couldn't meet up with anyone, but you know it's just such a beautiful city. I, I really did enjoy it there. Quite 
quite a bit. Yeah, my brother-in-law lives out there, so mm, okay. there's been talk of going out there at some point, especially taking the kids to the zoo. Yeah, yeah. So uh, next time I go out there, I'm going to definitely be able to take in a lot more. At least I'm going to make sure I make the time to take in a lot more. But yeah, so that was pretty much the first uh, two-thirds of my week, and I just got back not too long ago, and uh, and here we are recording this. Scott, now I heard you are actually on this new diet plan of yours. Yeah, Yes, it's called the stomach virus. <laughs> it's amazing when everything's coming out and nothing's coming in. You can lose like eight pounds in three days. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh thanks for God. that information. And I just, I hope, I hope you're over it. I hope you're getting better. You sound pretty good tonight. At least I don't, I don't hear you throwing up or anything. No, no, I'm, I'm good. It, Wednesday was the bad. It was a 20, it's one of those 24 hour, but where you're sick for 24 hours, but then you spend like two days getting over it. <laughs> so I know I was over it by Thursday, but Thursday I just laid on the couch and like I binge watched Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, um, Arrow, amazing episode of Arrow this week, and then watched The Crown because my wife wants to start watching that. And that was a really good show. Yeah, oh yeah, I've watched the first three episodes because that's what my wife had watched. And then just laid there doing nothing. And then I went to work on Friday, which because being a teacher, it's more work to be out than it is to be there. But I wasn't ready. My body was like, I wasn't sick, but I was just exhausted because I'd had like two bananas and a bowl of chicken soup in me for 48 hours. <laughs> and uh, so then to, and then my wife got it yesterday. So then I've spent, you know, yesterday and today trying to recover plus watch them so she can go through the, you know, curl up in bed in a sad ball mm. and be sick. So it's just winter was getting its last shots in because I mean, <laughs> it's just it's just been all this sickness has just been sort of like doing a, a um, duck duck goose through the every member of this family and I'm just ready <laughs> for it to be over with. Spring, come on. We need you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and, you know, we're going to try to keep this a tight show tonight. Both of us are a little bit under the weather. So just as a quick reminder, you guys, you know, with the, the Suicide Squad Cast Network, we have two other shows we'd encourage you to, to, you know, subscribe to and listen to. It's DC TV Squad Cast covering the CW verse of shows. That's with Brent and Ray. And then we have the DC Comics Squad Cast, and that's with Chris and Jordan. And they're covering primarily uh, the, the main titles in DC's Rebirth right now. I'm about to, I'm up to episode 12 now. Oh, wow. I'm actually, I know. I'm, I'm excited. I like, I made it to January in, in comics. It's, it's kind of nice. <laughs> so good job, guys. <laughs> I like the show as of episode 12. Yeah, very good. So yes, go reach out to those shows and go listen to them. Uh, all those guys are doing a great job. Also, if you feel like we deserve it, leave us a review on iTunes. We actually will put you into a giveaway where we give away a DC trade paperback, $15 or less. And Scott, we had two reviews this past week. Let's go ahead and read them off. Okay. The first one comes from iTunes Ireland uh, from, I'm not even going to try to make this a, a name. So it's like BMD GJTTDDW called Great Cry. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I have Irish heritage and I have no idea what that word is. Uh, so listeners, if you're Irish, what does C-R-A-I-C mean? Thank you very much. Um, but the review reads, fun podcast to keep you up to date on DC movie news. Great job. Keep it up. And then they put an emoji of a shamrock. Nice. So thank you very much. Very well played. And happy and happy belated St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yes, very much so. And uh, we had a review from the USA store, and this is from Naratu Oblivion. It's titled Great Podcast by Great People. I've been a DC fan my entire life, starting with the DC AU and working my way into comics. I've never particularly been a fanboy, as I did enjoy the Spider-Man and X-Men cartoons as well. I'm happy I found a podcast that can be critical, but overall positive about the DCEU, and I'm thankful that I don't have to weave through clickbait articles and such. So I have your website bookmarked. Keep up the good work, guys. All right, well, that's very good. Thank you very much for that. And uh, thank you for everyone that has left us reviews or then tens 
Kansas leaves a review. That leaves us four away from the next giveaway. So if you feel like we deserve it, leave us a written iTunes review, positive one, and you will automatically be entered. Okay. Well, well let's talk about some of the news that kind of hit yeah. this week. Um, now, Justin Kroll over on at Variety was kind of going on his Twitter uh, account and, and sent out several tweets, like, right out in a row, because remember, I was getting notifications on my phone. And because right now, Aquaman is the only film scheduled for a 2018 release. Right. And uh, Justin was tweeting out, with Batman likely shooting in 2018, WB still would like one more DC property to shoot this year other than Aquaman. Then he listed out the five uh, candidates that could begin shooting uh, this year. And he listed out Gotham City Sirens, The Flash, Green Lantern Corps, Suicide Squad 2, and Dark Universe. Now, Tim, you had some uh, additional notes that you were putting in there. Yeah, so I was trying to figure out which one might be the most likely, you know, if, if uh, DC and Warner Brothers is able to get something without overrushing it to get something to begin filming yet this year and be able to release, you know, sometime next year. And out of these five candidates, I kind of ran through them. Uh, you know, with Gotham City Sirens, we know David Ayer has been hired as a director. We know he's actively working on it because he's been doing some teasing online. He teased Catwoman and Poison Ivy as being in the film uh, with Harley Quinn. And, and he also teased Black Mask as the antagonist. We also know that there was a screenwriter that was hired to write this film. It's Christina Hodgson. So that one we know is well into kind of early development. Uh, who knows? Maybe even pre-production at this point. Yeah, we just don't know. Yeah, we just, we just don't know. But we know David Ayer is certainly actively working on it. Yeah. That's always a good sign. Now, we know that Flash is getting a reportedly a page one rewrite as of January with uh, Joby Harold. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that one doesn't really look like it's going to be the one. Yeah. Because the script, you know, we don't even we don't even know what the script is at this point. Yeah. And if you remember, this was one that was originally supposed to be released in 2018. And with, you know, some of the directors that they've had leave for creative differences and all that. So this one's a little bit in limbo. I mean, best case scenario, if they have a script right now that they like, maybe they have a director in mind and, you know, they might be able to, you know, get started. But I mean, we certainly aren't hearing a whole lot about this one at this point. So the next one we have is actually the Green Lantern Corps. And we know that David Goyer has been writing this with Justin Rhodes. And uh, so we, we do know that much. We also know that recently, and actually this week, Jeff Snyder from Meet the Movie Press it revealed that he's actually hearing that David Goyer could very well wind up being the director of this film himself. And so that's not totally unusual to have a screenwriter move on and also take on a director role. We've had that recently with McQuarrie. And Goyer did that on the Blade, on at least one Blade movie. Did he actually direct one of them? Yes, he did. Oh. I think it, I think it was Blade 3, but he but he definitely directed one of the Blade movies. Okay, I, that I was not aware of. So that's another one, you know, presumably if if Goyer and Rhodes have been working on a script and, you know, I mean, these are the kind of things that people have probably been working on for quite some time anyway. You know, we don't know what the state of that script would be at this point, but that would be another one that they would have to get moving pretty quickly because, I mean, this one's going to be highly CGI intensified, you know, so this, right. is, this, this feels like one you would need more time. Absolutely. And then the next one, Suicide Squad 2, they've been talking to directors, Mel Gibson, Jonathan Levine, Ruben Fleischer, Daniel Espinosa, Wame Colette Sierra, which was a new addition that Jeff Snyder revealed this week. And later on, this was also kind of talked about, and we're going to talk about this later in the show, but um, Adam Kozad is in negotiations to write the screenplay for Suicide Squad 2. So more on that later. So another one where we don't have a script yet. We don't even have a director yet. So I really don't see this one pretty much as a 2018 either release. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of look at this one similar to, similarly to Gotham City Sirens in terms of uh, this one seems like it could be pretty well grounded. I mean, there was, you know, at least in Suicide Squad, there was some uh, CGI that was introduced into the film. But I, 
it, I kind of feel like this is one that they could maybe possibly do with uh, less CGI. So, you know, it, depending on how far along uh, they might be with this script, if, if Adam Kozad uh, has actually officially signed on to write the screenplay at this point, we don't know. Uh, but if he has, you know, there, it seems like there's no script at this point, and it's still going to take some time to develop that script. So this one, I would put more towards the bottom of the list. Yeah. And then the last one, Dark Universe. Well, we just don't know what's going on. Yeah. Because the last updates we had uh, for both director and screenwriter were August of 2016. Mm -hmm. That was the last time you heard Tim and I talking about this movie. And that was back when Doug Lyman was uh, named as the director and Michael Giglio was named as the screenwriter. Yeah. Since August 2016, it has been radio silent on Dark Universe. So I I don't have a lot of faith in this one being the, the next 2018 movie, to be honest with you. Yeah, and, and what's interesting about this one, this one really has kind of flown underneath the radar here because, I mean, this is a Scott Rudin produced film and he's just a mega producer in Hollywood. And, and it seemed like he had latched onto this thing as something that, you know, he surely felt was going to be, you know, a good property to work on. And so I don't know that Lyman is actually working on anything right now. I think he's finishing up one movie that's actually going to be, I know he's in post-production on it right now and I can't remember the name of it, but uh, this one timing wise actually could work. But the fact that we just haven't had any of the kind of other kind of information out there makes me think that this thing isn't really uh, overly active at this point. So I don't know when it, when it all said and done, I, I kind of feel like Gotham City Sirens should be the most likely one if, if they're going to find a way to squeeze one of these in without really compromising uh, the film. And because this is one that Margot Robbie is, of course, is going to be executive producing. Uh, so she's been pushing for it. And uh, so, you know, I, I think there's that there's certainly a lot of momentum there on that side. And the fact that, you know, David Ayer is actively working on it. It, it seems like if we were going to pick one, this would be the most likely. I just don't want them to rush David Ayer a second time because a lot of what we heard after Suicide Squad came out was that it was very it was a very rushed production and I just don't want that to happen to him twice in a row to be honest with you. Now that being said, uh, Justin Kroll ended his string of tweets this week with that said, if scripts aren't ready to go, studio is content just shooting Aquaman this year till films are ready to go, yeah. which makes me happy. If it's not ready, it's not ready. Mm -hmm. yep. I, I I don't want them to force an issue because I feel like Suicide Squad got a little forced and stuff happened because of it. You know, you know, you can listen to our review of the movie. You know, I, I, I feel like there was more potential there that probably happened because there was just a, a major, um, there was just that major push to get it out right. there. So we'll see. You know, I think it's, I think it's definitely in their best interest to try to see if they can find a film that they can fit into 2018 because it's, it's going to be over a year between Justice League and Aquaman. Yeah, because we got to talk about the new Aquaman date. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, we'll touch on that one a little bit, but yeah, so I mean, it just, it seems perfectly likely that Warner Brothers is going to try to find something that fits in there. So, and you know, the thing is on most of these things, you know, we, we only can react to what gets leaked out there. A lot of the times these things are pretty tight lipped about what's going on behind the scenes or you, we just don't have a lot of sources revealing any information. So, you know, there could be a, something could be further along than we realize at this point, but you know, at, at any rate, I think we just need to sit back and just kind of wait for some more news to hit though. Yeah. All right. So we promised you guys a Wonder Woman trailer review since it dropped the day after we recorded last week. Yep. Um, funny, though, how oh, the good stuff in the trailer we already talked about last week. Yeah. That was kind of, yeah. I was really struck by that. It seemed like, you know, we we reviewed our three 15-minute segments that we got. And when you actually watch this trailer, there's three not 15 a, second? Three 15-second trailers? Yeah, you said three 15-minute trailers. And I was like, what? <laughs> they didn't release that much footage. <laughs> well, I'm not supposed to reveal that I have those three 15-minute trailers. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I see how it goes, Tim. Top okay, secret, top no. secret. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so, uh, at any rate, I mean, I remember, you know, I was excited to actually see the trailer, and there's some new stuff in there, certainly, but there actually
actually wasn't that whole, there wasn't a whole lot more than what we got from those teasers. I'll tell you. Okay. So if we get into our actual trailer review about, I guess, new material, because mm-hmm. really everything that I want to talk about, we talked about last week. <laughs> Almost, yeah. Uh, pretty much. But the Hippolyta stuff with, 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 um, like eight year old Diana, mm-hmm. that was cool. Yeah. I really liked that, um, you know, a little bit more scenery of Thermoscura, which continues to just look flipping gorgeous. Well, it looks like a paradise, which oh, it should, my goodness. right? It should. But then, you know, Hippolyta saying the God gave us many gifts. One day you'll know them all. This is where we keep them. And then, of course, we see the God killer sword. Mm-hmm. And and that little girl saying it's beautiful. Who would wield it? Only the fiercest among us could ever. That's not you, Diana. <laughs> and then the girl just gets that look on her face <laughs> like, bring it on. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's she's definitely intrigued. You're like, oh, you're not going to tell me what uh, I'm ready for. <laughs> I, You know, I really what, what I've really seen and we haven't really seen this in the film yet. But what I've enjoyed quite a bit from the DCUs, if you go back to Man of Steel and then we saw it in Batman v Superman with Batman, I really love how they're bringing in a big story element into these characters, you know, of them as you, you know, obviously, you know, the origin of Batman, which we say was really the night that his parents were murdered. You really get to kind of see that transformation in that character just in that little bit. And of course, we saw that in Man of Steel as well. We saw it much more extensively. And I really love the idea that we're going to see Diana as a little girl here. I, I just think it's going to add a lot more um, richness to her character. Yeah, and of course, the, the question just continues, and I love the fact they haven't they haven't told us, they teased a little bit, but like, are we getting the clay? Mm-hmm. Are we getting the clay origin? Are we getting the demigod origin? Are we getting kind of a mixture of the two? I just love the fact that we don't even know what origin they're going with in this movie. They've hinted at the demigod origin in interviews, but you know, you can do that in various different ways. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't necessarily have to be like the Brian Azzarello New 52 version where she was the daughter of Zeus. Right. Which, uh, who knows? I'm just, I'm ready. I'm glad that these trailers have basically told me very little. Yeah. And there have been some set reports, and I know you didn't read them all, Scott, but uh, there's been, there's some con- conflicting reports on what the origin might be. So I think it's pretty safe to say that I don't think anyone knows at this point publicly what Good. Uh, what what her origin is going to be. I like that because I want to find out on June, you know, I say June 2nd, but I'll be there like a Thursday night on June 1st seeing right. the movie. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to find out then what what the full story is going to be. Yeah. Well, and then there's that one line where Hippolyta was kind of given a little dialogue laid on top of some other scenes and all that. And she's talking to Antiope. Is it is he Antiope? I have no, that's a good question. And that's a that's an answer that the movie's going to have to give me. It's like, how do you pronounce that name? Because <laughs> I don't know Greek. Yeah. So, I mean, the presumption here is that uh, Hippolyta is talking to Antiope. And so she says that she must be better than even you talk, you know, talking about her as a skilled warrior, but she must never know the truth about what she is. And so that's obviously a mystery that we're going to find out in this film. You know, so what is that, you know, secret? I mean, I think, you know, you could say that you can go with one of the typical tropes that she's got, like her enemy is her brother or father or something like that, but we don't know what it's going to be at this point. No, not at all. And then the rest of the trailer pretty much plays out like through those three 15 second clips that we talked about last week. Um, I still, I still love, I still love Etta Candy's little, I love how they've always reserved like the end of every trailer for Etta. Like if you think about it, every trailer has ended with her. Every single one of them. Yep. Yeah. Cause the first one was the, um, uh, what's a secretary. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, I like her. <laughs> uh, the second one was the, we, we fight with our principles. Right. And then this one is the, this sword does not go with the outfit. <laughs> 
Yeah, that is. There's definitely been a formula to these trailers, and I like it. it, it it's it's more consistent than the BVS trailers were, mm-hmm. and more consistent than the Suicide Squad trailers were. Yeah, yeah, they definitely have. Yeah, um, BVS was kind of all over the place. Suicide Squad, because the tone of the movie changed with the different edit, mm-hmm. the first trailer was very different from the you know the Bohemian Rhapsody or the Ballroom Blitz trailers. Mm-hmm. This one has been consistent throughout all of them, and I think that bodes well. Yeah, yeah. The the one last thing I would say that looked pretty cool in the trailer, we actually saw Diana pick up what seemed to be like an armored vehicle, like a truck of some sort, and toss it, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Well, she's got her super strength. Yeah. Yeah. So we, you know, like, it's amazing. We've seen very little in these trailers. So I, I think, you know, I, I think all the people that rightfully had complaints about some of the marketing from Batman v Superman, I mean, they, shouldn't, they certainly should not have it with this. No. no. And actually, you, uh, we've even had conversations with people on Twitter who weren't watching the trailers, and they were like, guys, I, I'm very trailer-averse. How are they? <laughs> and, and I think you and I were both like, you see nothing. Like, over half the stuff you've already seen. Yeah. I mean, like, we've seen the same two minutes over and over again with 15 seconds here, 15 seconds there of new footage, which I am a-okay with. Yeah. Because I'm all about just seeing the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and at least in the little bit we've seen with Justice League so far, we think that's possibly the same approach you're taking, but we don't know. We don't know because, <laughs> dang, they haven't released a trailer yet. Yeah. And I, I know people are getting antsy about it, but part of me thinks this is kind of fun because, mm-hmm. man, when that trailer does drop, people's heads are going to explode. <laughs> yeah, yep, definitely. So anyway, so that's kind of our trailer review. Uh, it's, it's safe to say we're super excited about this film. Yes, we are. Yep. So Gal Gadot uh, posted on Instagram a picture of her, and I forgot that she was this far along in her pregnancy. And uh, it, sh- it shows a picture of her in this black Wonder Woman. Well, it's this black shirt with a like a silver Wonder Woman logo on it. And uh, she's very much pregnant. And she posted on this picture. She says, uh, it's a no-filter moment with the daily routine of my life, family and work. I'm distracted all day long. Today, I had a moment with myself when I was looking out the window at the beautiful clear blue sky and realized that I am nine months pregnant and soon will have a new love pup as an addition to our family. Could not be more grateful to the universe, sending you guys some positive gratitude and energies. So I forgot she was as far along. See, I could, t- I, I didn't know how, I couldn't remember how far along she was, but I remember on the video that they released last week saying, hey, we're releasing the trailer tomorrow. I, I definitely saw that she was much fuller. Mm-hmm. She wasn't quite as angular because I was thinking, hey, this actually looks good on you. <laughs> no, having a little, having a little bit more on her. And so I was like, yeah, you're so pregnant, aren't you? Yeah. So, man, so we should be hearing something probably within the next month here uh, about yeah. her giving birth. So best of luck to her on that. Hope it all goes well. Uh, speaking of not going well, <laughs> <laughs> Arnie Hammer, uh, you know, and we're only, we, we kind of had to slot it underneath our Justice League notes only because he is continuing to troll troll well, i wouldn't say i wouldn't say troll but he between him and cavill they've just been having a lot of fun with the fans and all that but i hadn't realized this thing back in january he apparently had torn his pectoral muscle off the bone and <sighs> he posted a picture of his arm and it's ugly looking. it is it's, it is it's a it's an ugly ugly looking bruise i mean it looks like a bruise but it just looks like a lot of trauma hit his arm well apparently it's purple it's it yeah purple it's purple yeah it, it does not look good so he jumped on instagram posted a picture of it and he was just informing his fans that you know for, for one that he had this injury and this was back in January and he's given a recent update and this was with Screen Rant and he said that he's okay now he's in physical therapy and he has another month yet of that so then the question was is, is he still in the running for Green Lantern and you know he's always been kind of coy with these kind of questions he said I don't know technically I am because they haven't hired anyone and then the last thing is, is if they're making another Green Lantern 
different film, he said, look, I don't know if they're making another one. I'm not going to be hobbled for the rest of my life. Let's just say that. So he doesn't admit to anything, but he just kind of teases along with it. I, I like the fact that he just doesn't shut it down. No, of course, I also like are, if they're making another Green Lantern movie, well, we know they're making another Green Lantern movie. It's called Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. And just, I, that was a question. I was kind of like, um, you know the answer to that question. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, then Henry get Henry Cavill gets on uh, Instagram and he's, of course, looking like a beast, as Henry Cavill is wont to do. And he posted on Instagram, uh, since I came off the old knee injury, I've been steadily increasing my training workload. I know it's irritating when people say this, but it genuinely does feel so good to be back in it. I'm not destroying myself every day, just working towards improvement by pushing hard enough to elicit change. Nothing funny to post here. It's deadly serious because I've got to make sure that I'm bigger than Green Lantern. Wait, what? <laughs> so he's uh, he's just having a ton of fun trolling about this whole Green Lantern thing. Oh my god, I mean, it was the, you know, it was a couple of weeks ago, there was the, the reflection of a Green Lantern costume or something. Yeah, it's just through a window, yeah. And oh, then talking I about had... his dog looking for hell and all that, so. I just, has he gotten to the point where he's he's on the verge of getting himself in trouble with the fans? No, I just think he's too cute. I think he's <laughs> just, he's too sweet. You, you, you can't, you, like, you can't be angry at the man. Mm-hmm. He, he just looks at you and you just go, oh, it's okay, Henry. Yeah. Well, why don't we just give the news about Henry Cavill? So he has actually been cast in Mission Impossible 6. I just found that out before we started recording. I am so excited. I don't care what you guys think. I love those Tom Cruise and and Mission Impossible movies, except for number two. I'm not a fan of number two. But one, three, four, and five, huge fan. I've loved that. I've seen every single one of them in theaters. Yeah. So this is going to be directed by uh, Christopher McQuarrie. Which he directed the last one. He wrote and directed the last one. Yeah. Yeah. So he jumped on Instagram and basically went out and said, hey, uh, Henry Cavill, have a thought. Curious if you're interested in a role in the sixth installment of Mission Impossible. No pressure. And Cavill j- jumped back and he says, you know, how can I say no to a man with such perfect hair? And McQuarrie came back and said, excellent. Just a few caveats. Must enjoy extreme heights, high speeds, motor vehicles of all varieties, especially aircraft, practical stunts, firearms, and sporadic explosion. Exposition. No, exp- exposition. <laughs> and sporadic exposition. All good. And Cavill said, only if I get to fly for real. And McQuarrie said, I do believe I have specified practical stunts. You in? And Cavill came back and said, oh, okay, I am in. And McQuarrie ended it very much uh, Mission Impossible style. He says, outstanding. Welcome aboard. Your social media account will self-destruct in five seconds. Five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so that's cool. I, I do like the idea that he's getting another opportunity to be in some kind of action film. I, you know, I, anything he could do to kind of flex his acting muscles some more, I think, is, is, is going to be good for everybody. Well, he was so charming in The Man from Uncle. Yeah. It, it's, it'd be cool to see him in a modern day uh, spy thriller. So I'm, I'm excited. And then uh, J.K. Simmons apparently was on Screen Crush commenting on his role in Justice League and when, and when the next film will be. And J.K. Simmons, of course, who's going to be our Commissioner Gordon in the DCEU, commented, My part in the first film coming out this fall is very, very small. It's a little introduction of the character. But whenever the next one gets off the ground, whether it's the Batman movie or the Justice League sequel, I know those things are getting shuffled around right now. We thought we might be getting to work pretty soon on the Batman, but we'll see what the future brings. Hopefully there'll be another comic book character that I get to take two or three or four cracks at. <laughs> so he he doesn't really know when the Batman's starting, but it doesn't sound like he's discouraged at all. It's like he's he's ready to he's ready to be Gordon for 
for a while. Yep. So uh, definitely cool. Uh, so we have a little Aquaman news as well. Director James Wan has been teasing some scouting locations, and he posted four different pictures on Instagram, and uh, all very beautiful looking islands. So it, it kind of makes gorgeous. you wonder. Yeah, gorgeous. I don't know if he's you know trying to put together like a string of like islands for you know that that he'll just kind of like mix all together to be all related, or if he's just trying to find one area to actually film. But you know, one of them was actually in Hawaii. Uh, was one of the islands. Another one was Indonesia. And uh, so, and actually, what was the location with Skull Island where they filmed that? Do you know offhand? I do not. Yeah. So that was one of them. He said, this ain't Skull Island was one of the locations that he posted. So uh, again, these all look great. You know, I can't wait to see what he does if we're going to see a lot of, uh, you know, above land kind of scenes. Because that's going to be one of the challenges with Aquaman is, you know, make sure you're not underwater the entire time. And then uh, this, this kind of broke, this broke yesterday, didn't it? Uh, we hinted at it earlier, but the Aquaman has been pushed back, actually. Uh, only by a couple of months, so I don't think it's that drastic, but um, Hollywood Reporter was reporting yesterday that Warner Brothers has decided to move Aquaman's release date from October 5th to the middle of the holiday season, December 21st. Yeah. And that it will have, a, apparently it will have a 3D release. Mm-hmm. And it's moving into an occupied, uh, a, a currently still occupied uh, by an untitled Fox film spot that originally was thought to have been Avatar 2, but James Cameron has already come out and said, well, Avatar 2 hasn't gotten really off the ground yet, so, you know, we won't be taking that spot. Mm -hmm. So, um, now the only thing that could be kind of competition at this point is that right now Sony Animation has planned an animated Spider-Man movie with Miles Morales Spider-Man, the ultimate Spider-Man, to come out on that same day. So this is really the first sort of possible DC versus Marvel showdown that we could have after Civil War and BVS ended up slated for the same day and then BVS moved ahead uh, a couple of months. Yeah. So. so this adds another about two and a half months of time to, I guess, you know, for James Wan to be able to do his film. And, you know, so I, I was wondering, you know, is this due to the fact that they kind of felt like they needed more time or is it really just trying to take that prime spot? And, you know, I think that spot was pretty much off limits because it was it was going to be with Avatar 2, which of course was the highest selling film of all time. Or actually, is, is it still? Uh, I think it, uh, well, when you don't adjust for inflation, yeah. yeah, I think it is the highest grossing, I think, just because of the 3D prices. But I think you're, but, you know, some people, I saw, I'm not going to name names, but I saw some people in that going, oh, this is terrible, this is awful. I'm saying going, no, if you take October and December, you get better revenue. Yes. Like at that, at that Christmas time than you will at the beginning of October. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I didn't think about the way you just said it. Warner Brothers probably thought, oh, we're not going up against Avatar 2? Okay, let's drop it in there. Right. Because let, let, you're right. That's prime real... Uh, December is prime real estate. For and sure. if they're not going up against Avatar, then they should be able to plant their flag and say, we want to be the moneymaker right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, I think even without inflation, it's Avatar was still the number one. It was like $2.7 billion or something some ridiculous worldwide total so if that spot is being opened up I mean I, I find it pretty savvy to jump right on that yeah and then of course uh, last night on Twitter James Wan tweets out Merry Christmas yeah <laughs> <laughs> which once again Wan has been really good on social media and I just thought and that's all it said so I, I just love the fact like he was like <laughs> just a little wink at you know what I mean yeah right exactly so we got some pretty sad news I guess you would say about Ben Affleck yeah it's 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 sad but it's it's sad but it's it's uplifting it's positive in all right yeah. yeah so ben affleck revealed on 
his Facebook page that he's actually completed alcohol rehabilitation. And we'll just go ahead and read the statement here. This is Ben stating, I have completed treatment for alcohol addiction, something I've dealt with in the past and will continue to confront. I want to live life to the fullest and be the best father I can be. I want my kids to know there is no shame in getting help when you need it and to be a source of strength for anyone out there who needs help but is afraid to take the first step. I'm lucky to have the love of my family and friends, including my co-parent, Jen, who has supported me and cared for our kids as I've done the work I set out to do. This was the first of many steps being taken towards a positive recovery. Yeah, and I mean, and I I appreciate, as someone who knows people who have gone through like AA, I appreciate that first line which says, I've completed treatment for alcohol addiction, something I've dealt with in the past and will continue to confront because in AA, you know, you're never a former alcoholic. You're always, right. you're always a recovering alcoholic. You, it, it's, it's, they think that once, if you're an alcoholic, you're always an alcoholic. It's just, you're always dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And I've heard, you know, you hear celebrity gossip stuff and that kind of thing. But, you know, I've heard this about Ben in the past, mm-hmm. that right. he's had alcohol issues. So it's it's upsetting that, you know, it's true and that it's gotten so bad that he had to seek treatment. But then it's uplifting to know, but he sought treatment and he is being upfront about it. Yeah. So uh, that's sort of the good on you part. All right. Now, there was uh, obviously speculation about whether or not this had anything to do with, you know, what's been going on with the Batman solo film and all that. And Entertainment Weekly claims that they had heard from a source that, uh, and this is to quote them, Affleck's alcohol addiction treatment didn't affect his involvement in the Batman, and he's still working on a script for the planned sequel with DC's chief creative officer, Jeff Johns. Now, you can, I mean, somebody can state this, but if, you know, when it comes down to it, by far the most important thing in somebody's life is yourself and your family. You know, that's going to trump, especially family. Family's going to trump everything else. And, you know, he's not going to come out and say it, but the fact that he was dealing with this and with all the other things that we've talked about before that he was dealing with simultaneously, if this was also thrown into the mix here, this has to be a factor in my opinion. Like this has to be a factor in him trying to assess all this other stuff going on in his life and what his real priorities are. And I, I mean, and and you start to wonder about some of those interviews that you saw or some of those like red carpet things that you saw, whether that was having effect on him or not, because, yeah. you know, you just saw as the Live by Night tour went on how he just kind of got a little bit more and more not as composed as that press tour went on. And so True. I, you know, I, this, this put a particular light on those things, sort of like hindsight 2020 of going, yeah, we were, we were kind of seeing that, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, uh, I mean, we just, you know, we hope for nothing but the best for Ben and his family. Ultimately, uh, you know, these things are far more important than a superhero film. You know, like the stuff that we want from him is not all that important. <laughs> Ultimately, it really isn't. You know, I just, I just hope, you know, I hope he's able to recover and, and stay recovered, you know, for the rest of his life on that. And this, you know, continues to be something that he overcomes. So I, you know, I have a, I have kind of a personal experience with this. Uh, not, not me personally, but, you know, my best friend growing up became an alcoholic and he died in a car accident uh, while being drunk. And so the fact that somebody is able to go and, and actually get this, you know, and recognize that they need help and to get the treatment, you know, that trumps everything else. Yeah. Now, moving on to... I'm going to need your help with this one because there there's actual there's actual news and then there's a good splash of rumor mixed in with it. Okay. Here was the actual news that got released. Uh, Justin Kroll, uh, I can't remember if he tweeted this or if this was an article. I think it was a tweet where he said, hearing Matt Reeves contracted to work on Apes till at least end of June, so production on Batman likely not starting till 2018. Also means any casting rumors you hear are likely BS, seeing that he wouldn't have time to meet with any tech 
talent till at least July. Okay. That was the news I heard, which is Matt Reeves is wrapped up in post-production, so Batman really won't get started until next year. Yeah. So we had, um, this was something that Justin Kroll had actually tweeted out. Now, we had been saying for a while here that he was going to be pretty much committed to war for the Planet of the Apes until pretty much through July. And so I guess the the new news here is that, I, I mean, I don't know if it's really news. I mean, I, I look at what Justin has said as probably educated speculation on what he thinks the timetable is in this. And uh, so he's just essentially saying that, look, you know, once Reeve gets into this and he gets all the pre-production done, that they're actually going to not start production until 2018. And I think that timetable seems pretty reasonable. Yeah. So from a Slashville art- article written by Jacob Hall, Jacob is saying that he's got sources close to the production that are saying that the Batman solo film is being rewritten from the ground up. And in his words, he said, it's entirely possible that everything we've heard about this film story will no longer be in play. So so taking into context here, what Justin Kroll was actually saying here about production really not beginning until around 2018, and the fact that, at least according to Jacob Hall's sources, that they're going to do a rewrite here. This would suggest that, you know, maybe one of the things about getting Matt Reeves actually come in and do the film is to to legitimately give him a lot more creative control over this. And so last week we were kind of speculating that, you know, the best information we had at the time, there was nothing that said this was going to be a page one rewrite yet. And so this is kind of like the first, you know, so-called inside source that is kind of alluding to the fact that this might be what's going on. Okay. Well, I mean, but it's been one article with, once again... Unnamed sources close to the production that just seem to come out of Justin Crowson's a tweet, and then this guy writes an article based on that tweet. Well, no, um, this the the tweet was Justin Kroll's tweets were added to the article after the publication of the article. Okay, yep. Okay, so I I know nothing. I I never read this article. Uh, I didn't find out about the article after Justin Kroll tweeted out his tweet about Mount Reeves. Mm-hmm. So so you're gonna have to hold my hand through this. I mean, I really don't know what to think about this right now because no one else was talking about this. Yeah, I mean, so. The, the rumor here here is is exactly what Jacob Hall said, that he's hearing that there's going to be a page one rewrite and that this basically is going to be retold. And so that's the only kind of, um, I, I think that's the only recent story or like rumor that we've kind of had posted on this thing, uh, aside from a, what we had considered to be a lot of speculation reading between the lines of other things that were said. This is the first one that actually kind of says it. So I, I think at this point, we have to say that this is just purely a rumor. And until we can get some additional sources on this thing, I don't think we we can put 100% stock in this at this point. Well, I just thought it was interesting the part where he says, so it's entirely possible that everything we've heard about the film story, we've heard nothing about the film story, <laughs> except for death jokes in it. Yeah. I mean, that's all we've heard. Yeah, we've so, heard lots of different variations of what the story would be. And, you know, a lot of that's changed over the last year. So. Yeah, so we don't know what's going on. I think that's the point. And it looks like Matt Reeves isn't even really working on Batman right now. He's been hired, but he's not really working on it yet. Yeah. So I, I'm just, I just, I'm not going to get my panties in a wad. I'm just going to sit back and be like, I'll wait till I hear something. Yeah, so I, I think we would just say, you know, take this with a grain of salt at this point until we can get some further confirmation that they are going to retool this film. Uh, you know, this is the only source that we've seen on this. Yeah, and, and we and we speculate back when Matt Reeves got hired that, you know, uh, that this was a possibility that if he got hired as the director, he might want to do more about making it his film. And, you know, working on the script might be one thing. So, I mean, it, we're not saying that it's not out of the realm of possibility. No, it makes complete sense if this is happening. 
happening. Yeah. But it's also that, but we're also not going, oh my God, they're rewriting the script. <laughs> and that doesn't necessarily mean the script was bad. It just might mean Matt Reeves just didn't dig it and he wants to do something his own way. But yeah. we don't even know if that's such a case or not because we know nothing. Yeah. We've had one internet article and that's it. Yeah. Well, and apparently Joe Manganiello was being interviewed by Pittsburgh Today Live. And this actually occurred, I think, on Thursday. And it was brought up in his interview. They were asking him if he was going to still be playing Deathstroke. And his response was just very, just kind of cagey. He says, well, uh, maybe we'll see. So even he is probably reacting a little bit to, you know, some of the developing news on this thing, you know, knowing that he's got a new director. um, You know, I'm sure a lot of stuff is still a little bit up in the air for him. Okay, so here comes a story that, like, several people tweeted at us. I think even today was like, can't wait to hear your thoughts about this. Okay. (laughs) Collider from Adam Chitwood wrote an article that sources were telling him that Warner Brothers is actively seeking Matthew Vaughn to direct Man of Steel 2. That preliminary conversations about this prospect have already taken place and that this is not in the deal-making stage yet and that Vaughn could very well not end up directing Man of Steel 2, but he's who Warner Brothers wants right now at this point in time. Mm-hmm. And and the, and the the room, the sources are also telling Adam Chitwood that even if Vaughn doesn't end up directing Man of Steel 2, uh, Warner Brothers definitely wants him to direct a DCEU superhero film. Yeah. Now, for those of you who may not not familiar with the name, Matthew Vaughn directed X-Men First Class. He also directed Kick-Ass, Kick-Ass 2, and Kingsman The Secret Service. So three of those were adaptations of Mark Millar comics, and then, of course, First Class, which kind of set up the whole newest generation of X-Men movies from Fox. Right. So, and all of those were done through Fox. All those were 20th Century Fox films, actually. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm not, I'm, I have no problem with this. Um, I enjoyed First Class. I really got a kick out of, um, I'm not gonna say Kick-Ass. I've actually never seen Kick-Ass, so I can't, can't make that pun. I haven't seen it, but I really enjoyed Kingsman. Mm -hmm. I always say that Kingsman was like if Tarantino directed a James Bond movie. That's, (laughs) that's how I describe it. That's a good way to describe it. Yep. Okay, good, good. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, and also in the article, I didn't put it in the notes, but also in the article, apparently Matthew Vaughn and Mark Millar had been approached, uh, or at least had submitted an idea uh, prior to Man of Steel, before the studio ended up going with Goyer and Nolan's take, that they had put in their own take, and Vaughn made some comments about, you know, the Superman needing to be colorful and fun and all that. So, you know, there, there's, there's some baggage there, and you can kind of see it sometimes when Mark Millar tweets about the DCEU on Twitter, yeah. but I have no problem. I I have no I have no issue with Mark uh, with not Mark with Matthew Vaughn as a director. Uh, I of the two films I've seen, I've enjoyed both of them very much. Yeah. So I've seen obviously First Class. I've seen Kick Ass. I've seen Kingsman, Secret Service. I in and Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels was quite a while ago. So I don't. Oh, I haven't seen. Oh, he directed that. Okay, I haven't seen it, but I've heard I he produced he, that one. Yeah. He produced that one. Okay. So uh, when it, you know, I thought First Class was really good. Kingsman Secret Service, I thought was was pretty good. I wasn't over the top in love with it, but when it came down to it, I, I think what really made that film for me was Colin Firth. I thought he was fantastic in that. Uh, aside from that, I was kind of like eh on most of the other performances in that film. Kick Ass. I know there's probably a lot of our listeners that really like that film. I'm not a big fan of that film. I really didn't enjoy Kick Ass all that much, and I've never seen Kick Ass Two, which uh, I think got hammered by the critics. Uh, I know Kick Ass One is like something like 89 percent or something on Rotten Tomatoes the aggregate score so uh, but I I just did 
not. I really did not like Kick-Ass really from top to bottom. So I've kind of got a little bit of mixed feelings. Taking into context, like some of the stuff that, and it's probably really t- tied to the Millar's comments and all that. I, I don't I don't want them taking Superman in too drastically different of a direction. Like I would like a director to come in and kind of play clearly in a similar universe or same universe as Man of Steel. And if they want to take it in a lighter direction and have it more colorful and more fun, that's completely fine. I just don't want them really changing the character up too much to where it would it would not be the same as what we had seen in the last two films. That, I guess that's kind of my fear. Yeah, but I, you know, obviously the the studio's not going to hire the guy. I mean, you, you've got to wonder. You know, there's got to be conversations going on. Obviously, for some reason, the studio is excited about this prospect. You know, there's got to be a reason for that. You know, well, they want to take him away from Fox is one thing. Well, yeah, and 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 he's done well at Fox. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you know, it, it's like any problems I had with Kingsman was not in the direction. You know, and, and First Class was just a solid movie. I really, I I really did not expect much from First Class, and boy, was I blown away. Mm-hmm. You know, based on going in on the expectations I had. So you know, I've got you know, you know, I'm some I sometimes wonder if maybe our problems are it would depend on who the screenwriter is and like what's the story they plan on telling in that movie. Right, and that's really what it comes down to. And and I think that's one of my biggest problems with Kick Ass is I really did not like the screenplay, and so you know, I didn't like the dialogue. I didn't I didn't really like a lot of the the typical directing tropes that we saw. And I don't know how much of that, quite honestly, was really done on purpose, and if it was done to try to kind of mock the genre. That I really don't know. So, and this is part of the problem is that's really my last big exposure to Matthew Vaughn because that's a, that's the film I've seen most recently. And so I think what I need to do is I need to go back and watch some of the more recent ones that he's done and and, and see how I feel about it. But I, I guess <laughs> I don't know I don't know why I'm kind of feeling a little bit hesitant because I mean he's a highly successful director. I should be very excited about this prospect. But I'm just kind of give you my honest opinion. And uh, like I said, I think it's just largely due to how I felt about Kick Ass. Yeah, I I would say go back and watch First Class again. I think that's probably in your best interest. But I can understand a little bit. Like I look at some of his, you know, some of the reported comments that he made uh, pre Man of Steel, but kind of like what his take was going to be before they went with Goyer and Nolan. Mm-hmm. And there was a little bit of a. You know, a little sucking of my breath there, but then I was like, "But I've, lo- but the two movies of his I've seen, I've enjoyed. So it's like, why shouldn't I be excited by that then? Mm-hmm. So you right. know, uh, that um, so you know, I, I think you, I think I'm just kind of like, yay, and you're kind of like, eh, you, 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 or you're more of a reserved judgment. It's a reserved judgment, and I will say this as well. You know, I will, I would gladly take a Matthew Vaughn over somebody that doesn't have any kind of directorial experience. So you know, that said, you know, the fact that he's accomplished as a director and you know he's you know he's put out some films that have been received very well I think those are all really good things yeah okay well and then our last little bit of news uh, we apparently have a screenwriter in negotiations to write Suicide Squad 2 yeah Uh, I really wanted to check this out before we recorded but I just didn't have the time but Adam Kozad who wrote The Legend of Tarzan which also starred Margot Robbie Mm -hmm. uh, last summer uh, is apparently negotiations to pin the sequel Uh, I I haven't seen Legends of Tarzan. I bought it. I haven't either. Uh, I mean, I got it for like $10 at Target when they had the Blu-rays on sale. I still have not seen it. But I heard, while the critics were nasty on it, like audience reaction, audience reaction, just I heard it was great. Mm-hmm. I, I remember um, Agent Adapt had wonderful things to say about it, especially as an adaptation of uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs' novels. So I'm I'm looking forward to checking that out. Mm. Well, that's cool. All right. So again, uh, this is, uh, you know, some early movement on Suicide Squad and, you know, 
with how well that film did financially, you can see, you know, there's there's no surprise they want to get this thing going. Yeah, and even Tarzan, uh, Tarzan grossed $356 million worldwide. I mean, not shabby, not great, but it's not, you know, awful either. It's pretty good for a film like that, I would say. I would think. All right, well, I think that's it for tonight, guys. Uh, we, you know, we're both a little bit under the weather, and so it's I think it's time for us to wrap this up. And especially, Scott, I think you need to go and get hydrated or something, because it seems like you're losing too much weight. <laughs> Gatorade, Gatorade, get those electrolytes flowing. Yeah, yep. get those get those electrolytes flowing for sure. So so that's it for this week's podcast. Guys, thanks for listening. We hope we hope you guys enjoyed the show and a little bit of discussion we gave you this week. Yeah, it's been lots of fun. And as always, we'd love to hear from you, as we always do. So, of course, you can reach out to us. Uh, the show can be reached on Twitter at Suicide Squadcast, or you can reach me individually at ScottDC27. And then you can catch me on Twitter at Alan Fire, and you can also email us at SuicideSquadcast at gmail.com. And we respond or at least acknowledge all tweets and emails. So, you know, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. And of course, you can also reach us uh, at www.suicidesquadcast.com, our website for the network. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can check out the network's YouTube page with, I think, with a total of two videos from Chris, (laughs) which now I can at least watch one of them because I read the Batman annual. So I can't wait to watch Chris's video. I can't even even see what Chris looks like. (laughs) And then uh, you can also check out our Facebook page where all the network of shows post links to all their shows and we love comments uh you know in the face and we respond and it's 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 really fun it's really nice to see you guys out there and as always reach out to us and we will reach back it's just what we do yep that's what we do all right guys we're gonna call it a night and you know as we always say please go out and keep reading dc bye guys Who are we going to blow up this week? Oh, well, you know, I was kind of thinking I would just want to blow you up. Oh, oh, come on. You always blow me up. That's not fair. No, no, quit whining about this. Never let your guard down, Scott. You expect the ending of the show to be fair. Yes. It's not.